Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. We are rolling into a new month on the Get Ready for the Future show. And today we're having a little extra fun on the show. Sharing our memories of a classic movie series. And digging deep to find some money lessons we can take from these timeless pieces of pop culture. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. Oh, and good morning and welcome to the Get Ready for the Future show. If that doesn't tell you what we're talking about today, or if you don't know what that is... John Shrewsbury. Oh, yeah. I know what that is. Okay. I do, you, the it look is, on your face there was, I've never heard that before. Let me just say that I have a feeling going into this show, I'm like Rush Limbaugh at a Bernie Sanders convention. <laughs> it pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. You're, you're going to be, uh, we're going to need to fill today. Is that what you're going to say? Well, yeah. Your, your I, mic is I have very little to okay. contribute to this. I, I will just uh, let you know that up front. When and, we get over to the money parallels, you'll jump in quickly. Yes. Yes, I Will. Yes, I will. I'll carry that part of the show. My name is Scott Inman. Candace Stanley to my left in the fourth chair today. John Shrewsbury to my right and Janet Walker to his right. Good morning to one and all across the state of Arkansas. It's the first weekend in May. And so here, let give you a little background in our planning uh, for the radio show content that we do uh, every week. We realized that today was May the 4th. Now, this has been a relatively new phenomenon. Star Wars, as you heard from the uh, mu- movie uh, trailer or the music that you just heard played uh, off, the, off the beginning of the show here, has been around for 40-plus years. But I'd say, I don't know, maybe the last few years or so, they've adopted uh, Star Wars uh, fans have adopted May the 4th and call it, it and have, have kind of decided dubbed to call it, it dubbed yeah. it. That's the word I was looking for. May the 4th be with you. Yes. Right? So there's some Star Wars... Uh, front and center on May the 4th every year. And I guess for a lot of Star Wars fans, it's every day of the year, right? So we thought since it's airing on May 4th today, we're going to have a look back at our Star Wars memories. It is a timeless classic. uh, Several movies in now, obviously. I remember most the original uh, trilogy that is now 40 plus years old. Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi, that's what got me going as a child, and I've actually brought a little memorabilia with me today to kind of show off. Now, I know if you're listening on radio, you won't be able to see this, but you can check it out on our Facebook page. We're going to put this all over social media, but this is an original in front of us today, an original Millennium Falcon, and you have to say Falcon. It's spelled Falcon, but you have to say Falcon, because that's how they say it in the movies. John would have missed that one. Yeah, and this was the ship that Han Solo flew in the original... Uh, Star Wars movie in the late 1970s, but it has endured. This is the one ship that's been around yeah. all the way now to the most recent movies. I also brought a few uh, figures here, too. John, you want to name these for no, me? No. I, can, you can name this one, right, I, John? That's R2-D2. Yeah, that's that. the only one he's got. <laughs> yeah. I just I just have to say that this Millennium Falcon, Falcon, is it? Falcon, yeah. Falcon, yeah, yeah. Uh, looks uh, interestingly like the, the top saucer of the Starship Enterprise. Okay. And no, no, no. It is no, no, we're not we're not going there, John. Wait a minute. Yeah. John. Ripoff of the original oh, no, 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 no. of the original no. space show. You're Star about Trek. to offend a massive part <laughs> well, of the country. So well, just you know just, what? Just going to be riding quit, in the streets while you're ahead. Just, Captain just Kirk stop. will always be the eternal hero. I'm sorry. That's just the way. Casey, it is. Casey, can you just cut mm-hmm. his mic now? Yeah. Just, just cut. Yeah. It. Just turn cut it his off. mic. He's done. <laughs> yep. Wow. Oh man. Okay. So anyway, the idea sprang from that. It's May the Fourth be with you. So if you've seen any of the Star Wars movies, you're going to be able to follow along nicely today. But we are, and I said digging deep on the open. We're it's yeah, gonna, we're, it's we're, a stretch. We're, it's a stretch. We today. made it work. But we do have some money lessons that you could find from the Star Wars movies, and that may, you know I'm going to let you kind of think about that as you listen today for a minute as we get ready to set this thing up. But there are some, you know, here's the deal too, and and I'm going to veer off just a tad. But I was thinking about this on the way in. My son is going to graduate uh, later this month from high school, and he wants to study digital cinema. And we were having a conversation the other day, and it was actually political in nature to start with. 
And I won't talk about what we were talking about, but I, I did say, son, you realize that what you're going into, the field you're going into, drives public opinion. Yeah. Pop culture and movies and those types of things, the media, it drives public opinion, which ultimately leads to what happens in our culture, who we select as our leaders. In some cases, I believe the positions the leaders adopt. So it is very important. Uh, movies are important. I mean, right. because they do they do have an effect on us, not just from memories and not just from entertainment, but maybe how we actually move forward in our lives. So I think it's a great point to say if you can dig deep and find some money lessons in Star Wars, it's worth looking for. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we got the uh, the backhoe out on this one. I can tell you that. <laughs> we didn't just get the shovel. We got the backhoe out on this one. And, and I, if you haven't figured this out, I am a Star Trek fan, not a Star Wars fan. So I will be giving the, the counterpoint, I guess, uh, through a, a good bit of the show today. <laughs> we still like him anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, so John would would absolutely lose in at like a Star Wars trivia type of situation uh, against anybody, probably. But there is a, a little tidbit of information that I think most people do not know about Candace Stanley, who's on the show with us today. <laughs> Everybody knows her as a financial advisor, but she also holds the title of Queen of Star Wars Trivia. She has a little bit of a, of a story to tell on this one. Yeah. So uh, I was really excited to hear that we were going to do a May the 4th Be With You show today, um, you know, related to Star Wars. When I was in college, I got to play uh, Trivial Pursuit, the Star Wars edition. Mm. And I was playing with three guys. So there so was four of us. So you should have lost, statistically speaking. You know, exactly. You know, yeah. 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 So, no, but I ended up winning that game. <laughs> and, you know, at the end of the Trivial Pursuit, you know, you had to you had to uh, answer that final question. Yes. They made me answer two. And I still got it right. Oh. Smoked them. Mike, They drop. changed the rules on you. <laughs> just because I was a girl. Well, Skywalker, <laughs> you know, if, if Janet would just, like, get those little buns on the side of her head. Oh, from, head from what character, John? Who, uh, who, is it, who be, does that? Uh, He's having to think see. about it. Well, the princess, Bless his heart. Princess, what's her Leia. name? Leia. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> Which happened to be the, the answer. kind of look like that, by the they way. Do, the they do. They yes. do. This is my Princess Leia look yeah. with the headphones. I've Interesting. Got it. got it going on. Yeah. Boy, this has gone downhill <laughs> already. All right. That happened to be the answer to the final question was Princess Leia. There the you way. go. Yes. So, so, go ahead. I was going to say, so if you're looking for some money information today, what's the, what's the first lesson, yeah. Scott, that yeah. you could potentially get from this uh, uh, somewhat also ran movie that we're talking about. Oh my goodness! Oh this, wow! This is I'm, this is going to fracture our relationship. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, honestly, it is. Seven <laughs> today. We're going to pick seven. Seven money lessons you can take from Star Wars. And lesson one, just to give you a little teaser here, we only got a minute in this segment, but we'll get through lesson one. Always pay your debts. Ah, think about where the debts were in Star Wars. Han Solo, right? He he. The part of the big plot of the movie was he owed Jabba the Hutt. And he's and Jabba the Hutt sends the bounty hunter Boba Fett after him to collect, and that's a storyline that takes through uh, three movies. In fact, in the, in the in the first trilogy, so you know Han Solo's on the run, right? Think well, about that picture in your own life when when you owe people money. The debts you owe can really be a problem. Maybe not in the form of a big fat blob of a creature, but it it's it's similar. Yeah, so you don't want to end up frozen in carbonite. Right. Uh, you want to actually live life to its fullest, and debt can keep you from doing that, Janet. So instead of going to uh, their version of debtor's prison, which would be frozen in carbonite, <laughs> let's get some Gen Wealth Jedi wisdom here. Here we go. So debt snowball. Mm. Map it out. Begin paying it off as fast as you can. Mm. And direct your dollars Smart Dollar, Mint, Acorn, there's all types of programs out there available for you to be able to know how do you pay off those debts soon. You know, Carbonite might be waiting for you. You don't want that to happen. <laughs> and we've said it before, it's all about cash flow management. And if you're going to save for retirement, you got to have cash flow to be able to do that. And when your cash flow is going to debt, it becomes a serious problem. So that's a little teaser. That's lesson one. Six more lessons that we can take money lessons from Star Wars after the break. Don't touch that dial. Straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money is right around the corner. The Get Ready for the Future show returns after this.
Life can be so busy, it's hard to even picture retirement. That's why you need somebody you can trust who will paint that picture and help turn dreams into reality. Plan, personalize, and protect your future with the team at GenWealth. Call 877-341-7355 to schedule an appointment. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. If you are watching on the social media side today, you'll see that we continue our celebration of Star Wars on May the 4th. Be with you. We've got the Millennium Falcon in here. We, that's R2-D2 up there. We're also wow. we're also celebrating on the Fastest Four. New market highs, John. The S&P 500, a complete V-shaped recovery, we'll call it, on yep. April 23rd, a couple weeks ago now. The S&P 500 returned to reaching a new all-time high for the first time since September 20th of last year. And we all remember what's happened in the meantime. Big yep. V-shape, right? Right. So the big question is, we're back to all-time highs, so the conversation is going to be, are we about to have another pullback? Well, and, and I don't discount the idea that we're going to have a bit of a pullback, but we do believe, we continue to believe, that with all of the good things that are going on in the economy right now, that by the end of the year, the market will be higher than it is now. Now, that's certainly not a guarantee, but that's how things are looking right now. And, you know, obviously, there's a lot of folks that get concerned when you hit an all-time high about buying in at the high, so to speak. Right. But the research that we get from LPL Research actually shows, Scott, that, that oftentimes buying at the all-time high or an all-time high – a year later, six months later, year later, year and a half later, the stocks are actually higher than they were at that particular point in time. Now, obviously, at some point, you're going to hit an all-time high, and then the market's going to go down, and, and you'll be in the soup or in the negative, if you will. But we don't really think that that's the case right now. We do believe that the foundational things that are going on in the economy, the base things that we always look at, they are actually indicating that there is good news ahead for stocks. Yeah. And one of the things too people look at when the stocks reach all time highs are, is, uh, is it overvalued, right? Yes. Is, are, are stocks too expensive? And, and so one of the things, one of the measurements is the uh, price to earnings ratio. So taking a look now over the next 12 months, the forward price to earnings ratio in the S&P 500 is favorable. Yes, it is. And and we are very uh, uh, resolute in in our looking at the things that are, are base to the stock prices. And that's obviously the price to earnings ratio, we believe really is a good indicator of how healthy or how overpriced the markets are. We don't believe that, Scott, uh, that stocks are over their skis at this particular point in time. They could get there fairly quickly and that could lead to a pullback sometime in the summer or fall but we again believe that the basics will will prevail and we believe that stocks will be higher by the time we get to december 31st now this is the first weekend in may and may has historically not been the best of months for stocks and again if you're having a long-term view of that then this is a blip in the radar even if we have a bad may but there is this concept of sell in may yeah, and that's been a, an adage in the stock market for a long time. Selling may and go away. Sort of uh, an idea that the traders are going to take a, a summer vacation and they're going to sell their stocks, holdings, and there's not going to be a lot of activity. And that just has not proven to be the case. Last year was not a sell in May and go away type thing. And so we don't believe that this year it will be really uh, prudent to follow that philosophy. We think that, that you could see some volatility during the summer. And if that scares you, then you might need to have a different conversation. But again, uh, stocks are not to be a short-term trading thing. You are in this for the long haul. And we believe the long haul indicates that we still have some room to grow on the S&P 500. And if you're a younger client, we tell them all the time as well, if you've got a long time time horizon, you should really get excited and jump up and down and have a Star Wars-like celebration when that volatility returns because you're putting money into the market and you're buying shares and they are now all of a sudden on sale when that volatility returns. I, I must counterpoint, live long and prosper. <laughs> the Star Trek guy on Star Wars Day. That's it for the fastest four in investing. The Get Ready for the Future show continues next. Stick around. More straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money right after this. 
Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show from the Gen Wealth Radio Network Studios. I remember being so happy when my son, who's taking piano lessons, figured out how to play that. <laughs> little, little ditty right there from the uh, cantina from Star Wars. Your bar's pretty low, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's my, actually a tricky song to play, but it, yeah, my, you're right. My daughter figured out how to play Baby Shark. It did not make her brother happy, but I think if she could figure this one out, he might change his attitude a little bit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. If you've been a long-time listener to the Get Ready for the Future show, I'm going to venture a guess to say that today is probably one of the most creative shows that you'll ever, uh, you'll ever be a part of with us as we draw connections between the Star Wars movie series and your money. Seven money lessons from Star Wars on this 4th of May, which has been dubbed May the 4th, be with you. We brought the Millennium Falcon into the studio today. We've got uh, Admiral Akbar. this guy I don't know his name from. He was one of the Rebels, but he's nameless. Uh, Han Solo in his... Hoth outfit from when he was riding the Tauntaun, and uh, then that's a snowtrooper there. And we've got R2-D2, which is seen he's better days. Yeah, but Wait, he's my favorite. I know enough to know that's a stormtrooper. That's not nope, a snow. You're wrong. What? Yeah. that's it. Well, it is, a, it is a snowtrooper because that's the uniform that he wore when he was battling on the Hoth frozen planet. It's okay, John. We yeah. still like you. Yeah. Okay. Still a bad guy. Let's say bad guy. We got, a, we got a, one bad guy and four good guys. All I can say is the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. So that's why I'm here today. So you guys can have your May the 4th be with you. Let me tell you, too, part of the reason I brought this in is because these toys are so well made. They don't make toys yeah. like this anymore. These are 40-year-old or almost 40-year-old toys. I probably had them for 35-plus years and it's pretty amazing to be able to pass that on to my uh, kids and let them play with it. All right, so f- seven money lessons to take away from Star Wars. Number one was on the first side, uh, first segment today, always pay your debts. Number two, now this is a really memorable line. Let's see if, uh, well, John, I was going to test you, but it's on the page. So. <laughs> well, no, this is actually the one thing that I have actually taken from Star Wars that I've kind of held on to through the years that I thought was just uh, golden. Yeah. I thought it was really, really good. So so Yoda, everybody knows who Yoda is, the Jedi Master who trains Luke Skywalker to become a Jedi in The Empire Strikes Back, and Luke is having a hard time uh, ma- uh, mastering the Force, the powers of the Force. And at one point, Yoda tells him to do something, and he says, I'll try. And Yoda responds by saying, do, and I'm not going to do the voice, do or do not, there is no try. I wish I had a good Yoda voice, but I don't. <laughs> but this is a great line in the movie, and it basically says there's only one. There's only two sides to this. Trying is the same as failing, right? So do or do not, there is no try. This admonition from Yoda is right on target for us when it comes to your money. Lesson number two here, a takeaway, our Jedi wisdom. If you are not saving for retirement, start. And the longer you put it off, the less likely you'll be to hit your goals for retirement. Do or do not. There is no try. I wish I had a dollar for every time I uttered this phrase to my children. Yeah. You know, that was, uh, and they got so annoyed with me. I think they stopped listening. But, but the bottom line of it is, is that you do what you want to do and you find ways to do exactly what you really value. And so I think it uh, really does point out. Uh, the, the, the bottom line intentionality that's necessary, uh, to save for retirement. I'll give you the non Star Wars version of this, the, the Nike version. I, I tell my kids all the time, life is a Nike commercial. Just do it. You know, mm-hmm. just do it. Mm-hmm. But my son has the, the Star Wars version handwritten on his little bulletin board that he sees every day. He's got this do or do not. There is no try. Um, and, and I just like that mindset. You know, it's very important when it comes to money, you're going to see everybody doing it wrong. And you're also going to see the appearance of people doing it right. But do you remember the old commercial? This guy's out there on his lawnmower and, you know, he's mowing his yard and, and life looks all perfect. And he's like, I've got debt up to my eyeballs. Somebody you know, help so, me. You know, that's what's going on in most people's world. You don't see that part. You see, you know, the outside that looks looks okay, but you need to go, you know what? It's up to me. 
I'm going to do it right in my life, and I know what's right. So be sure that you're staying on track. I love that word intentionality. You have to be intentional about what you're doing. And, you know, you're going to spend a certain amount of money regardless of what's going on in your world. But being in charge actually says, I'm going to direct dollars before I spend them to actually to be able to save and invest money and, and hit my retirement goals. So, Candace, mm-hmm. what is Jen Wealth's Jedi wisdom? Well, our Jedi wisdom is if you're not saving for your retirement, start. The longer you put it off, the less likely you'll be to hit your goals in retirement. So I really think that this uh, do or do not, there is no try, uh, really speaks to consistency. And we know, yeah. you know, that um, that your savings rate and your consistency in savings really determines your success. And even to the point of just getting started, mm-hmm. you know, the whole just do it, just just get out there and do it. So if you're not paying attention to your finances, now's the time. I think the, the hardest part of this is getting started. Yeah. The, the making the commitment to save and invest money is a lot harder than staying with that commitment. Uh, oftentimes you you very well have lots of things that in your mind are higher priorities than you just putting some money in your 401k plan or what have you. Uh, and those urgent or immediate priorities can overwhelm your more logical brain. And looking at this from the standpoint of one day, you're going to get too old to work and you're going to need some money to fall back on so you don't have to work your entire life. And I think that's where the rubber meets the road, Scott, is that you've got to have that intentionality uh, and and just get it done. Let me add a little color to this. A lot of our uh, radio programs are planned out. We map them out. We think about the content. But then sometimes I just think of things on the fly. So I Googled, how often do we think about money in America? Ooh, a new wow. survey or a fairly recent survey says Americans think about money and work more than sex. That ought to tell you something right there. (laughs) About one in four Americans said that money is the thing they think about most on a daily basis. So what about money do you think about? Because I think about it a lot, right? Yeah. And and most of the time, for most Americans, it's about how do I pay the bills? Um, I got some money coming in and I got money going out and how do I manage that? And most of the time you feel like you're just treading water. So it's hard to think about saving for retirement because you think about how much can I afford to save? But I think the question that's better here is how much do I need to save? So back to the do or do not, there is no try. We as financial advisors are looking at the end game, like John just talk, talked about. One day you're going to not work. One day you're going to need your savings to provide you income, to provide dignity and independence in retirement. Well, how much does that need to be? How big does your pile at the end of your work life need to be? Sitting down with a financial advisor and building a financial plan can answer that question. Well, you know, if you don't get started, the answer is never. You will never get there. You will never get to the point where you are financially independent. You'll never get to the point where you can quit working. You'll never do any of those things because you never got around to getting started. So getting started is is the key. But once you're started, you've got to to be sure that you play the game the right way and have a, a, a proper degree of confidence. Yeah. So lesson three, moving on in today's seven money lessons from Star Wars. Don't be overconfident. Now, where, where did we see overconfidence? You know, I've wondered this, too. I think this is a great point to bring up. We had the Death Star, right, in the first movie. They built the Death Star, and for some reason, they left it vulnerable. If you went down this uh, route and dropped in some bombs, you could blow it up, right? Right. I don't really know why they built it like that. Well, it, actually, it we do, know. Movie. That's we do why. know that now. Yeah. We didn't know it at the time. We do know if you watched Rogue One, you know why that right. happened. So anyway, John knows, right? But what do, they, what do they do in the third movie? They try to build another Death Star. And then they build a mega Death Star. I forget what they called it in the new one, The yeah. Force Awakens. But you'd think that, you know, the uh, that the uh, the bad guys would kind of figure out after time that the Death Star thing's not working, right? Yeah. Maybe it, they were overconfident. It, it could be. And, and, you know, Luke even tells the Emperor, your overconfidence is your weakness. You didn't know that. You just read I read it, it off the page. He read that so very well. Good job, John. You did John. deliver it well. Welcome to the Star Wars uh, fan club. No. You're right, though. Yeah. So, so how does this apply to res- retirement, John? Well, you know, you you oftentimes we I hear people say, 
uh, you know, I got this thing taken care of. I, you know, my, my, my parents got a lot of money and I'm going to inherit some money. And I've been, I've been putting, uh, I've been matching my, my 401k, uh, and, and I'm sure that's, that, that will be fine. And, you know, a lot of things like I'm putting some money in an IRA, but the question is, okay, you feel like you're confident about this, but do you really know? You know, let's go back to the Death Star for just a moment. Had they known about this weakness, they could have done something, right? That's the same with any challenge that you face. So people who are overconfident, the reality is they don't understand their own weaknesses, whether it's financially or in any other area. So do you know what weaknesses are even possible? For example, one of the ones that we talk about a lot that people that people don't think about is what if you retire at the wrong time? And I don't mean at the wrong age or whatever, but if you think about people who retired at the end of 2007, what came next was 2008. And they stepped into a market that went down 40% in the next 12 months. That's retiring at the wrong time. The problem is nobody has a you know handy-dandy little way to look into the future with a crystal ball and say, oh, this is the wrong time, so I won't do it now. So you have to be prepared regardless of what the future holds for you rather than being overconfident. And the way, and the way you do that is sit down with an advisor and really go through all the possibilities and say, okay, well, what if the market does do a repeat of 2008? How will I deal with that? What will I do? What is my strategy? Having strategy uh, to deal with almost any eventuality, uh, will, will get you around that, uh, that, that, uh, weakness, if you will. Yeah. Uh, sort of like the Death Star, that one little area that, uh, they could just hit that one area and all of a sudden everything just goes to heck in a handcart. Uh, you don't want that happening with your retirement. And that's the value of sitting down with a financial advisor and going through and looking at your options. I want to build this out a little bit more in the next segment. We're up against a break, but to Janet's point, where are you? overconfident, especially when it comes to your investment portfolio, if you're headed into retirement or you're already there. I read an article this week uh, about the 60-40 allocation, 60% equities and 40% fixed income. A lot of people go in pretty confident that if they just put their assets in that allocation mix, that they'll be okay through retirement. Well, that works until it doesn't. And I'm going to shed some light on that on the other side of the break on what that article said uh, about that. As we talk about seven money lessons that we can take away from the Star Wars movie series. Back with more of the Get Ready for the Future show right after this. The road to financial independence isn't easy, but it starts here. Back with more financial wisdom from the Gen Wealth team after the break. You're listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. You've got questions, we've got answers. Email info at getreadyforthefuture.com with your name, location, and question to get a response on the air from the Gen Wealth team. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Do Love I get the my, music. Do I get my rock and roll bumps back next week? Yes, you do. Okay. Well, unless there's some uh, movie holiday that goes with May the 11th. I'm sure there's something we can find <laughs> here. Hey, I, I have I have solved America's retirement crisis in the break Let's during the show. Oh, I know where he's going. I, this is I, not going to be okay. I have solved it. No. If everybody would just go get all their Star Wars crap and sell it to some other goob that wants the Star Wars crap, <laughs> then they would have enough money to retire. You guys, you've got this big – where do you keep this? Sean, uh, like, you might need to go work somewhere else, my friend. <laughs> You're outnumbered. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hang on a second. I, you know, I, I've always wondered about that second garage on, on Inman's house around the corner from mine. This doesn't stay but, in the garage. It stays I, I, inside no, the house, no, I can I, tell you. I, I, I was, it's big enough that it probably – Probably needs to be parked the, in the, the garage. The children might go in the garage, but the Star Wars memorabilia oh, does Sammy, not. Sammy. Now, let me give you a different vantage point of that. Can you imagine being seven or eight years old and oh, coming wow. downstairs on Christmas morning and this is sitting in your living room when you love these movies? Mm-hmm. Well, just look yeah. at it and it's go, phenomenal. Where's, my, Joy. where's my Enterprise? It's called Balance, John. You can save for retirement you know, and still buy Star Wars toys. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. You know, I, I think we might need to address why... Um, um, John is a Trekkie. That's and right. 
and the rest of us are more Star Wars people. We have a theory, and we have a theory that's based somewhat on the decades in which we grew up in. Yes. we. I mean, we are 70s and 80s, mostly yes. 80s. Uh, Candace, you'd probably be more 90s, so you kind of came around a little bit on the back end of that, right? I was born in the 80s. You were born well, in we the know 80s, when you were, but I was born yeah. in the 70s, so I grew up in the 80s, right? Okay. What year? I gotta say that on the radio. No, you don't. Okay, thank you. Just think she to yourself. Hard pass. Thank you. But anyway, the point being, Star Wars came around in the late seventies, right? So it became big when we were kids, and we came down on Christmas morning and got our Star Wars toys. John was probably well into his financial services career by then. No, no, I want, but, but but I he will was fr- driving. I and, will, I will yeah. freely admit that I was sitting. On the floor in my house in my pajamas with my Captain Crunch, watching Captain Kirk when I was a kid, and that was in the sixties. Right. Uh, the original series was in the sixties. The original series only went, uh, I think, a couple of seasons, but uh, man, did it take off after that! And so, a, because that was your childhood time period, yes. then that's the one you like most. That's right. Don't diss ours. Stand I'm not down, dude. Ears, <laughs> what did I say? That you guys have just gone. We're gonna you know, gone to seed on this. Hey, that's to my point in the first segment about pop culture, right? I mean, it drives who we become. It really does. John. Yes. When Star Trek gets its day, let us know and we'll do a show with oh, you. Oh. <laughs> but for now, worthy may the debate. fourth be with you. That's come right. on. So that was the genesis of this idea for the show today. May the fourth today. May the fourth be with you. And it's. Star Wars, all about Star Wars and connecting money lessons from Star Wars. We've given you three, and we're going to revisit the tail end of lesson three. Don't be overconfident. That's a money lesson. We were talking about the Empire being overconfident time after time, uh, building these Death Stars that failed. Where are you overconfident uh, as you head into retirement? Could it be in your investment portfolio? I mentioned before the break about the 60-40 asset allocation mix that has become standard in the industry for decades almost, that if you enter retirement and put 60% of your assets into uh, equity-based investments and 40% into fixed income or bonds, that it's going to carry you through retirement. You won't run out of money. read an article this week, John, about that 60-40 asset allocation. And it said it's not that uncommon. It showed a chart of the max drawdowns of a 60-40 portfolio year to year over the last 20 or 30 years. And it's not that uncommon for it to drop as much as 20%. So what's seen as a safe asset allocation, you think the market, the equity side of that might drop 20% in any given year. But a 60-40, in some years, the drawdown was 20% entry year. So that brings up a highlight of sequence risk what we return what we commonly refer to is what if you retire at the wrong time scott i want to uh, point out that that overconfidence in your investments can get you in trouble confidence in a strategy if it's the right strategy applied to the right circumstance in this case retirement income planning the right strategy can get you through uh and so i think that that oftentimes people want to say the answer is in the investment the answer is not in the investment i'm just telling you it is not in the investment it is in the strategy and the strategy is what is how you utilize those investments how you apply knowledge to how those investments are likely to perform and as i like to say you know take what the defense is giving you uh when when you know that the market is volatile and you know that the there is a chance of a 20 or 30 or 40 percent downturn in the market but you know that long term the market always is like a uh, a guy walking up a staircase playing with a yo-yo the yo-yo is the day-to-day right. of the market and the trend is always upward then play the odds here look at equities as long-term investments and keep them out of your short-term money use that short-term money to buffer against having to sell your equities in a down market to create income. And that's the essence of the GenWealth Ready to Retire process and what we do here to help our clients get down the road for retirement. A lot of people have investments, but I read another article this week that said only 18% of us have a financial plan, a written financial plan. That is what we do day in and day out for our clients here. If you'd like to set up an appointment with an advisor to start talking about going through that GenWealth Ready to Retire process, you can reach out by phone 501-653-7355 or via email info at getreadyforthefuture.com. And that leads us into lesson four of the seven money lessons we can take away from Star Wars. 
and it's seek out a good mentor. We're back to Luke and Yoda here. And if you think about Luke being the hero of the story of the Star Wars universe, right? Especially that first trilogy. Luke was the hero, but he had a guide. Yoda was that guide. And that's kind of the way we look at the relationship with our clients. You are the hero of your retirement, of your plan, of your life, of your financial life. And we are the Yoda. We're the guy that comes along with you. That relationship's a big thing in the mo- a big theme in the movies, and Candace, it's a big theme with us. Yeah, and and unfortunately, you know, we can't um, teach our clients how to move things with their minds or anything like that. <laughs> but we can definitely be that guide, be that mentor to and throughout their retirement. Right? We yeah. can give them that wisdom that's more specific to them because there's a lot of information out there on the internet where people, again, going back to being overconfident, think that maybe they can learn from that and do it themselves. But the internet doesn't know them personally. Right. And that's one of our big themes here being education driven. And John, the other part is being team delivered. And that's another thing when it comes to choosing your guide. Uh, think about how many guides you're going to have access to. Well, you've got to have more than one guide, I think, because, you know, we're not all uh, superheroes like uh, in the movies, but, and so are none of us are superheroes like in the movies. And so things happen with us. And, uh, you know, we take vacations, we get sick, you know, you, you, there, there's all kinds of things that can happen to your financial advisor. So I think that really does highlight one of the Gen Wealth differences is that we are team delivered and team delivered, Janet, means that there's more than one person person at the helm of things that are going on in your finances and your relationship with Genwell. Yeah, that's that's something that our clients have uh, have seen that transition happen in the last few years where they walk into an appointment now and many times there are uh, a couple of advisors in the room rather than just one. And again, if one of us is out on vacation or, you know, frankly, we're going to retire at some point too. You know, I remember having a client actually cry in an appointment when she realized, you know, I'd helped them get into she realized their, you were human yeah i'd help them get into their <laughs> retirement years and we talked about at some point i would retire and she had tears rolling down her face because she said i mean i know you need to do that but i'd never thought about having to work with anybody but you and so that's why we start those relationships so much earlier so that you're not handed off at some point to some person you've never met before that if we're out if we're sick if we die unexpectedly if we retire whatever you've already got a relationship with another team member here at GenWealth. so uh, go ahead John. i was just going to say that spock you know actually did come back to life and, and wrong continued show. on down the, wrong show oh. Okay. Let, me at, let me look at the yeah. the theme here. Is, so uh, um, May the fourth. May the fourth. Yeah, they don't you. have a day. Moving they, right they along, let's so, talk about yeah. lesson five. No, let's lesson let's five? do Jen Wealth's Jedi wisdom from lesson four. Okay, young Padawan. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> He's never been called young before. He was shocked by that. <laughs> so Jen Wealth's Jedi wisdom: use the force of our advisors <laughs> at your disposal to help you navigate the nuances of your unique retirement journey. And moving on to lesson five, we've only got a couple of minutes left in this segment, but we'll dive in a little bit here. Lesson five of the seven money lessons from the Star Wars universe. Make sure you have a long-term plan. Our thoughts and actions impact our future. If you go to one of the uh, lesser popular Star Wars movies, Phantom Menace, which was probably my least favorite, quite frankly, but Obi-Wan's mentor in that movie uh, quite John Jin, yes. is that right? So, mm-hmm. See, I know a little bit of yeah, trivia too. He looked at the, the trivia queen over there. That's right. I wanted you to yes. sign off on and that. And who did he say it to? Uh, Obi Wan, right? No, no, to the little guy, right? Uh, uh, well, it was the Anakin. guy who becomes Darth Vader. Yeah, Anakin. I don't put me on the spot. The little, the <laughs> little guy. It is true. Yeah, the little guy. He was little in that movie. Anakin, Anakin was cute. Says yeah. to him, "Always remember, your focus determines your." reality. So this is mindset. This is mental. But when it comes to a long-term plan, having that written plan on paper, on purpose, as something to refer to can certainly drive your focus, which can determine your reality. And, you know, uh, Janet, the, the key in anything financial planning is to not just 
you know, get nested up on what's happening right now. A lot of times people want to, you know, freak out about the market going down. But if you have that big picture, long-term plan and you're properly structured with your strategy, then that actually makes very little difference in the final outcome of, of your retirement plan. Yeah. When we say your, your focus determines your reality, y'all are going to have to let me veer for just a moment and talk about just vision stuff. My husband and I have opposite vision. So he can see really well close up without his glasses. I can see really well far away without mine. And when you think about, you know, we'll actually call each other and go, Hey, what, what is, what is that? What am I looking at? Can you help me understand this? And we, we use each other in that situation all the time. But think about what is your focus? And frankly, there are some things that you probably don't have the ability to focus on without somebody else walking through that with you and saying, let me help you see that a little bit more clearly. Let me help you understand that a little bit more. When you think about long-term approach to investing in retirement, we use a segmenting or bucketing strategy. And we're going to talk a little bit about that as we come back from the break. And then we still have a couple more lessons, seven money lessons that you can take from the Star Wars universe on May the 4th. Be with you. The Get Ready for the Future show comes back in a moment. You're listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. More where that came from after the break. Tired of the commercials? We are too. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Well, that reminds me of Darth Vader right there, doesn't it? And no, that reminds me of a good defensive play at the University of Arkansas. That it? That's it too. <laughs> I was going to say, we play that around when uh, here at Gen Wealth when John comes into the office. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's kind of been the Darth Vader of this show. Oh, did you, did you hear yes. it? Do it again, John. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's the only thing he's See? got on Star Wars. That's, that's it. it. Around. <laughs> that's all I got. I'm wait, done. wait. No, I think there was a... a he's got a Chewbacca sound. Yeah, isn't there a Wookiee sound? No, we're not doing a Chewbacca sound. Come on, Chewie. No, it's not happening. Move along. Time is ticking. Lesson number six, guys. Candace will catch him on video sometime. Today is May the 4th, known and has been dubbed as May the 4th Be With You. So we're having some fun on the Get Ready for the Future show today trying to find some money lessons and we lessons from star wars and we are digging deep we admit that to find some money lessons that you can take from star wars but we want to back up before we get to six and seven lesson five was make sure you have a long-term plan and as promised we want to get into that from a from an investment strategy standpoint in retirement we mentioned the bucketing approach the segmenting approach and having that long-term plan as we took away from obi-wan's mentor always remember your focus determines your reality Your focus is on the money that you are receiving in income now. And the long-term nature of this strategy is pushing out the volatility of the market. In other words, segmenting your investment so that your exposure to equities is in long-term money. You're not going to use that money for at least 15 years. So the money you're using early on in retirement is in more stable, more conservative investments. And that's kind of really... The antidote, John, we see to that 60-40 allocation mix that we talked about earlier in the program. I talk about the fact that no one wants to sell their investments, as I like to call it, into the wind. Right. Uh, you don't want to sell at a time when the market may be uh, down and and you take a loss on that. That's uh, you know absolutely locking in a loss, which means that you are uh, really kind of affording yourself less money for retirement. And so the idea is to create a, a time buffer, if you will, with some of your money into conservative investments. So you can liquidate those conservative investments at a time when the market may be down so you don't have to sell against the wind. Now, when the market is up, you may want to harvest some of those gains and put them into the more conservative side of your equation. And that is the essence of the the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process and the Income for Life model that we use to build our financial plans for people who are ready to retire. Scott, I want to go back to that statistic that you quoted earlier that only 18% of the people have a financial plan. I want that to set in with folks. When you are approaching retirement, you are are literally looking into the the vast abyss of space, if you will. Uh, since we're Star Wars theming today, <laughs> you know, you're, you're looking into into the great beyond, and there is no 
path. There is no map. There is nothing in front of you if you do not have a written plan. There is no hyperspace. There is no hyperspace. There's there is no warp drive from my generation. Uh, there's none of that. You just basically are stepping off into oblivion. And if you don't have a written plan, then that's on you. You need to take the action to get that done. And you can get that done by giving us a call here at GenWealth. That's the business that we're in all day, every day. Everyone who comes into our office that is getting ready to retire goes through the GenWealth Ready to Retire process. It is on paper, on purpose. It is a map that helps you to chart the course of your retirement. Now, is it a guarantee that everything's going to work out okay? Absolutely not. Uh, there's risk in everything that that you do in terms of investing in retirement. But we're trying to mitigate those risks along the way. And I think that oftentimes that is the key to a successful retirement is risk mitigation. So, GenWealth's Jedi wisdom from Lesson 5, by taking a big picture view of your investments and making sure asset allocations are appropriate for your age and goals, your advisor can balance your portfolio with strategies that will help you reach your goals. Lesson number six of the seven money lessons we can take from the Star Wars universe, patience pays off. If you think about patience and how it applies to Star Wars, Darth Vader's seduction by the dark side of the Force and how he tries to turn Luke Skywalker is certainly a central theme in Star Wars. Whereas the light requires patience and discipline to matter, to master, the dark side always is about luring us with the promises of quick and easy power. So how does that journey to, how does that pay off or actually translate to your journey to retirement. So how many times have we had the conversation about not chasing the hot dot? Mm -hmm. You know, it looks fabulous, but frankly, by the time you've gotten the news about how fabulous it is, you've already missed the upswing and what comes next is the downturn. Mm -hmm. But that is the, that's what is so alluring about the dark side, if you will. You know, you want to take this attempt of slow and steady wins the race. And for the light, again, It requires patience. It requires discipline to master that. Oftentimes, uh, we'll get calls from from people who either hear our radio show or see our social media or what have you, and they'll call and they'll ask Anna, hey, I I need to know what you guys are recommending these days. And and I just go, look, we're probably not the right fit for them because what we're recommending these days is what we've recommended for the last 10 years. And and hang on. Let me clarify. That doesn't mean the exact same product mix for our clients, but. The strategy. Yes. And, and the, the strategy is, is what's important. It is, again, the investments are table stakes. The, the investments are really just, uh, props on the stage, if you will, of what's going on in your life. And you've got to understand that the story is what is important. It's not the props on the stage. It's the story that's important. And so when somebody is looking to chase the hot dot, when they are looking for that next uh, Google or that next Microsoft or that next Apple or whatever, name the stock, that's not what we do. What we do is we create strategies for people to help them to get through retirement and get in the income that they're looking for. Let me combine a couple of these. Let's go back to Yoda's do or do not. There is no try. And then let's talk about this patience pays off. Your company-sponsored retirement plan, just do it. Just get into it and do it. At least take advantage of the match. And initially, you're going to see, oh, my goodness, I have a few hundred dollars. I'm never going to be able to retire. And at some point, that's going to turn into six figures. And if you do it long enough... It's a significant difference maker for your retirement. So do it and let patience do it its thing over time. Let it let it do what it's supposed to do. Leave it alone and move on. We talked about the hot stock tips, but even a broader discussion on rate of return here, I think, is necessary as well, too, because you, we have met with clients who said, hey, I want one of those 12% mutual funds, right? I mean, <laughs> th- this is a, this is a, I think, a mindset that's really been propagated, quite frankly, by uh, financial advisors in many cases that it's all about the rate of return. I'm going to have to get this rate of return. I want to get this rate of return. And there's some secret investment that you guys have in the back that you can pull out to get me that rate of return when it's really about outcomes. And that's what we're seeking here is a financial plan to give you the outcome you want. And then taking 
the right amount of risk with the right investment strategy to help you achieve that outcome. Along those lines, I got to have the cheapest investment out there. Right. Uh, as if two tenths of 1% difference between this investment and that investment is going to either make or break your retirement. It won't. Uh, and expenses are important. Without a question, expenses are important. You don't want to have massively expensive investments that, that suck away a significant amount of your rate of return. But to sit there and haggle over a point or two in terms of, uh, of expense ratio, uh, is really not, uh, the, the best and highest use of your time when it comes to planning for retirement. You've really got to look at what it's doing for you, net of all costs mm-hmm. and net of all costs. If you're meeting your goals, then you're good. Yeah. Yes. And rate of return is important as well. I don't want to discount that, but it is not the driving force, if you will. Gen wealth, <laughs> see what you did there. Jedi wisdom. <laughs> building, wealth, building wealth through small, steady gains can lead to a lot of compound interest that can render a handsome envir- retirement. I feel like Yoda sometimes if I can get it out right. Lesson seven, <laughs> remember to celebrate your success. Hey, this is a good place to finish our seventh and final money lesson from the Star Wars universe. If you remember when Luke Skywalker and Han Solo blew up the Death Star, it was not the end of the evil empire, but it was a major victory for the Rebel Alliance. So naturally, our heroes were honored with a celebration. And I think sometimes we're so preoccupied with the next mission that we forget to take a moment to pause and be happy when something succeeds. Now, you hit mile markers along the way. If you've got a written retirement plan, there are going to be big goals that you can celebrate. And I think that's important uh, going back to that balance word we used earlier. I think about our clients who are already retired and they are uh, providing for their needs. They're providing for their wants through their careful and diligent savings of retirement income. And I think oftentimes that's just like, oh, okay, that's that's how it is. That's really not how it is for a lot of people. Right. A lot of people are worried about whether they're going to run out of money before they run out of time. A lot of people are worried about whether they're even going to be able to retire or not. So what sometimes we count as just another day here at GenWealth, and that is retiring people with adequate income, that's really almost a uh, uh, an oddity to in the real world because a lot of people are really, really challenged by this whole concept of being able to retire and having a, a progressively increasing income uh, to keep pace with inflation and all those types of things. It is something that I think is very worth celebrating when you have been able to achieve that and, and clearly have a written plan about what that's going to look like for the rest of your life. So are you among the 82% of Americans who do not have a written financial plan? Would you like to take the first step in building one? Here's how to do it. You can reach out one of two ways to a Gen Wealth advisor. 501-653-7355 is our main office number that will set you an appointment. Or you can email info at getreadyforthefuture.com. That first appointment is complimentary. It takes about two hours. Just a discussion of how we might be able to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Hey, we're out of time. This has been quite fun. On yes, many different has. levels. For three of us, anyway. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. As you celebrate the rest of May the 4th be with you, we thank you for listening to the Get Ready for the Future show back on just an average May Day next Saturday. The GenWealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of GenWealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. See you.